Hello and a deep, soothing welcome to Mates Rate. My name is Gaz Carr, and as usual, I am joined by a man who I would take a bullet for, but I would not loan him a DVD. Dan Kayser. Hello there. Um, I'm, I think I'm very trustworthy, actually. How dare you? Seriously, Dan, where's my copy of The Batman? Oh, yeah. Where is that? Yeah. Mates Rate is the podcast where two gentlemen of questionable sense and sensibility sit on the wooden stools of opinion in the science classroom of wasted youth and over the Bunsen burners of movie trivia dissect the ethically sourced corpses of their favourite five examples of a given movie topic. Before we continue, we must offer you the opportunity to bow out before we spoil some films down to their subatomic structure. To help you out, we will be putting a list of all the movies that have even the smallest of mentions in the description of the podcast. So if you're worried, pause now, go and do a little research, have a little read, and come back to us safe in the knowledge that you've seen or do not care about knowing all of these really, really old films. Care to say anything, Dan? I'm alright. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So do you want to tell the people, Dan, what today's movie topic is? Oh, by the way, shout out to our uh, listener in Brussels. Oh, yeah. We've got a regular listener in Brussels, people. If that's you, Hilda, hi, Hilda. And if that's you, you know, Brussels citizen, we just, we just want to say thank you. Yeah. So this week's episode is all about films that have great critical reception or are very, very popular, but that we don't particularly enjoy for reasons of our own personal uh, rage and outrage. What am I talking about? Rage? <laughs> I, I've, I've got to go on record and say that none, none of these films causes me any rage. <laughs> don't, don't induce rage not, in, your, yeah, in your body. I'm not that angry a person. Yeah. I'm quite, quite chilled, really. Um, yeah, so uh, as Dan says, this is about, about films that have, have popular love either from the critics or from the people or from the box office, that we just kind of we just kind of don't get it. Films that are considered to be very good, and some people would even say these are their favourite or their perfect Absolutely. films. And we look at them and go, yeah. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. They just don't do it for us. And and that's not to say that they're not good. We're not, we're not, we're not trying to piss on anybody's bonfires. If you love a film, then you love a film. That's great for you. But some of these films, we just don't get it, that's all. Some people take these things really seriously, don't they? Yeah. Like, there are franchises and there are films that maybe you grew up with and that you've got a certain affinity for and that you care mm. for. But not everyone's going to like what you like, my friend. No, and an example is that I'm, I'm not a horror film fan. I don't mm. particularly enjoy horror films. Not They don't frighten me. I just kind of, I don't get the, the but I can understand why other people do. You don't get what they're meant to be doing. Yeah. And that's because you're dead inside. I am dead inside, but, yeah. you know, but very beautiful on the outside. Yeah. It sounds to me like you've got like a, a superpower. I have. That maybe. means that you don't, you don't experience fear. No, I, d- I don't experience fear or joy or love or hunger. Hmm. Well, you know, I suppose it's got some downsides. But I am a bit peckish. Oh. Do, you want to, do you want to stop this? Yeah, let's go get something. Get a sandwich, sausage yeah. rolls. Ooh. Mm. I love those. They make me joyful, but a little afraid. As usual, we're going to be cutting this into two parts. So this week's episode is going to be the first five picks between me and Dan. So mm. I think my uh, five, four, and three, and Dan's five and four. I think that's right. Yeah, that's some. That's for is you. That maths. That's for you, maths nerds out there. That's that's for the. Uh, you know, we'll slip some Pythagoras in there later. Talking movies and doing some mathematics. Yeah. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to kick us off today with my number five. Coming in at number five for me is. A clockwork orange. Oh. You know? You've gone hard against gone hard. Stanley Kubrick immediately. Well, the cubes. Yeah. Yeah. Stanley Kubrick. Stanley squared. Stanley. 
cubed. Damn, I've already let the maths side yeah, of this yeah, absolutely episode have. down. Yeah, to the power of three, Dan. Come on. So, yeah, A Clockwork Orange, I I never watched it until... I mean, do you know what? I'm wondering whether or not I don't like this film. Was I watched this when I was recovering from an illness. I hadn't, I hadn't watched it throughout my entire youth and even my 20s and 30s. I watched it when I was around 40, when I was recovering from an illness. I was laid up in bed for a few days. Uh, and I thought I'll go through, you know, the, the the listings on Sky, try and find some movies that I haven't seen, and I've picked this one. I thought this is a classic film, mm. proper classic. Let me watch it and let me see if I enjoy it. And I did not. It was horrible, a horrible, horrible, horrible film. Didn't like it. It's nasty. It needs to be burned. All the copies need to be burned and remove it from my brain, please. Now, so you don't like it? No, no. So I don't. I, but I'm. This is this is the thing. This is the one movie on my list where I can honestly say I don't know if the reason that I don't like it was was I a little bit ill as well? Did I have a bit of a temperature while I was watching this really freaky film? So you watched it in like a fever dream. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I did not like it. I know that much. It, it really, really upset me. So I would I would say that maybe to a degree you're not meant to like the content you're not meant to like well, the character. Why would you make that film then? Because it's a film about yeah the ugly side of of life. But films are supposed to be fun. It wasn't fun. It was horrible. Is this why you don't like horror films? Yeah. 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 You, you're not meant to like. Um... I do like the Scream franchise <laughs> and Nightmare on Elm Street? So you know. Yeah. So Malcolm McDowell's character of Alex is meant to be this. It's it's like um. Hedonism and yeah, mixed they, with violence. Yeah, they do this thing called ultra violence. Ultra violence. So, yeah. yeah, and yeah, taking real pleasure and almost like, I suppose, like sexual pleasure in in this violence. Uh, the, the scene where they break into the house and uh, attack the was the man it, was that and the, Darth and, Vader in it. Yeah. Is that your phone? Yeah, which you know doesn't make any noise ever, and then suddenly. Yeah, so it's say, it's yeah. it's Prowse, is it? David Prowse. Yeah, so he's he's the the husband or the father, and um, he's beaten quite badly, and the wife is raped. I want to say, um, yeah, it, it's it's deliberately awful, and it, and it's this um, this horrid youth culture of going out and, and and being violent, and then there's supposed to be like a the redemptive arc of Alex being trained not to be this way anymore like when he's is in the cinema and they've got his eyes pinned open yeah they're conditioning him aren't they yeah and showing him all this all this horror uh to try and break him out of his own horrible tendencies yeah but you you are right that the content is i suppose it's supposed to it's meant to challenge yeah would you say it's holding up a mirror to the darkest parts of society and 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 the youth Maybe I I think I don't find, I didn't find the story that compelling. I just I found it just not nice. I don't know. I just didn't find anything redeemable about the film. Do uh, you think if it wasn't a Kubrick film, if it was made by anyone else, exactly no, exactly the Steven same Spielberg's film? Steven Spielberg's *A Clockwork <laughs> But do you think it wouldn't find? Let, let's Who just directed say, *Frozen*? Come on, let's. Uh... <laughs> if it wasn't a director that's considered to be the you know. Edgy. edgy and master of the craft mm. um, do you think that this film would have the same kind of following it was exactly the same but no, a I'd, different I'd, director I think that uh, one of the things that, that made it really really popular was that it was it wasn't banned so The Exorcist was banned Okay, it was a film that was properly banned by the UK authorities but I believe that the uh, A Clockwork Orange Kubrick pulled 
himself. Kubrick did it. Yeah, I think so. So uh, I think that the the film had finished its theatrical run, and there were like protests about it, and there were people protesting outside of his home. And I think that the right. the anti the anti Clockwork Orange sentiment was so high that I think he pulled it himself. So yeah, uh, Kubrick asked for the film to be taken out of circulation. So how long was it then before we had any kind of home release for it? Then was it a, was it a long old period? Or? Yeah, it came it came back in uh, early two thousand, March two thousand, I believe it was. Uh, it was back in. So it's a film of notoriety as well. So yeah, that, that might be why it's got. I do like remember a, like it coming a cult back. following. To yeah, it. so I think everyone thought it was banned because it had been taken out of circulation. But I think it was it was at Kubrick's request. Oh, okay, yeah, because I I think I would have would have labelled it one of the the video nasties. You know, like um, Evil Dead was was stopped. Yeah, was, was that was banned? banned? Evil Dead was banned. Yeah, was it? Yeah, wow. the first one, and that was that was during the eighties. That that uh, perception of it being banned made it really, really like it had a cult following. It had a it was a cult classic for that, uh, and and it was like this. It was forbidden fruit, so mm, people yeah. wanted to watch it more. Uh, and because of that, it's got this huge following. But I still don't get it. I don't understand why people like this film. Um, Sorry, I know what you mean. I think some of the following of it comes from people enjoying the aesthetics of the gang. It is very the bowler hat, yeah, the yeah. cod piece, the, the braces, weird little round eye makeup on one eye. Yeah, I I, I think the, people get into that uh, the aesthetics of that, and uh, it's, what, it does what? very well at Halloween. Does a yeah. clockwork orange costume. And what exactly is a clockwork orange? Like, what's that got to do with the Yeah, film? it's like a nonsense um, title. It's based on if a book, isn't it? If there's some deep, deep meaning in there, I don't I don't no. know it or can't see it. Shall we move on to your number we, five? We can do that. Okay, so the, the one that I've got here, okay. this is a uh, very popular, Ooh. beloved Ooh. film. Ooh. Or at least it was a very popular film for a particular point in time. And I would say that it's still... It's still beloved by by many, yeah. um, but is it beloved for it being a great film, or is it beloved because of its soundtrack? And that film is The Greatest Showman. Oh, Hugh Jackman know? starring Greatest Showman. Hugh Jackman. Do you know? I remember when I was I was working with you one day, uh, and I finished early, and I thought I've got some time. I've got a little bit of time on my hands. I'll go to the cinema. I've heard that this film is out called The Greatest Showman. It's about P.T. Barnum. It's got Hugh Jackman in it, and I love a bit of Wolverine. Who doesn't love a bit of Wolverine? Absolutely. Wolverine's fantastic. So I'll go to the cinema, and I'll watch this this show that I believe has some stage stuff in there where they do some songs on stage. No, it was a fucking musical. The whole thing was a musical. Very much a musical. Oh, God, and I sat through it. Yeah, Hugh Jackman looked at you in the eye, and he sung his emotions at you. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. Obviously, you know, Hugh Jackman's got a great singing voice. He's yeah. got a great uh, musical theatre background. He's got a musical presence, hasn't he? Long before his mutant days, his Wolverine slicing anodicing. Uh, yeah, he's come from Schnicky, um, Schnicky. come from a musical background. One of my favourite Hugh Jackman musical theatre anecdotes was that he was on stage, he was doing Oklahoma, and he really needed to do a wee-wee, and um, he couldn't leave the stage. So he just let it happen. Mid, uh, mid song. Oh, yep. My goodness, Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, and he did a, he did a wee wee on stage. Oh, nice. Oh. But um, yeah, back to the Greatest Showman. I think it's I think it's easy for a gentleman in his thirties to forties to kind of go, "That's not for me." It's a 
It's a, it's a musical. It's uh, singing and dancing, and I don't care for it. I know so many people of that demographic who really bloody like it, but it's, yeah. I think it's because of the songs. The songs I don't think great. it's the film. The songs are great. Yeah, yeah, they wear thin on me a little bit. I like the This Is The Greatest Show, that one, and I like the one that Rebecca Ferguson doesn't sing. What a way to frame that. What are you talking What one? Well, this, Rebecca Ferguson is like the opera singer lady, but she ain't an opera singer. She's she's miming. Someone else is singing that song. Oh, I see. Yeah. That caused a little bit of scandal, I think, the fact that she didn't sing the, that the song. The miming. Yeah, because it's like everyone else in the show, in the show, everyone else in the film, <laughs> everyone else in the film is singing the their own show. songs. You know, yeah. like Jackman's singing, Michelle Williams is singing, Zendaya, I presume, is singing, I can't remember. Yeah. Zac Efron is definitely singing. Big Zac. He loves a bit of like high school musical, that boy, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, I, I was entertained by the film, but God, no. I did not love it. I, I struggle. Um, it gets played in the house a little bit more than I well, would like. Because this is your of fault the for children. creating for, daughters. For, having, for, for creating, creating life. women. <laughs> um, uh, it takes a man to fill a pram. What? With a lady. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this was going down a really wrong route. <laughs> it takes a man to fill a pram with a lady. <laughs> I believe that's the very famous saying. I think, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this has just come from your father-in-law. I suppose, yeah, it has. Because uh, he of... had three daughters and you've got two daughters. Yeah, and he's like, see, so he's we're like, the same. Takes a real man to make a woman. Yeah, yeah. I saying? think that's the gist. Yeah. So let's well, not, well let's done. Not, let's not talk well about done your, me. <laughs> let's not talk about your gist. <laughs> got me in this trouble in the first place <laughs> absolutely so hey. one, of, one of the problems that i've got with right if you take the music away from it and if you take the the, the yeah the the tweeness away from it it's um it's it glamorizes pt barnum who yeah. wasn't the greatest guy in the world but he, he was the greatest showman was he though but he, he was um he was he exploited people mm. he he, he yeah. was like a slave trader he bought people. Hey, it was a different time. And he put them into his greatest shows. Yeah. And he would say, hey, you know, he, he owned women and said, these women are 160 years old, old yeah. oldest people in the world, which was just rubbish. Um, and he just he just used them to, to bring in his audiences. You, he was a bad guy. I'm going to say might be one of the worst people in history. You know that, you know, you hear about all these people in like Okinawa and in Japan about... Like the 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 old people who live on a diet of rice and fresh fish and like live to 140. You hear yeah. about these? Do you know what it really? Well, is? I've never heard of anyone living to 140. Well, it, they 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 were the ones that sort of claim to have all the records for like the oldest people in the world. Okay. Do you know what it is? It's uh, pension fraud. It's people dying and their kids carrying on. Pretending oh, they're still alive. To, yeah, yeah, Keep giving us. To, the, yeah, wow. yeah. There's there's a really famous case of a woman in France as well who like lived to I think it's like 125. No, and it's well. No, it's pension didn't. fraud. Yeah, <laughs> that's apparently what it is. <laughs> apparently, it's pension fraud. Is it's just somebody claiming their mum pension? Oh yes, no, I'm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still ticking. And I, yeah, I, I look good for 125, which is actually only 100, yeah. which is still pretty good. Yeah. But yeah. Wow. And where was this done? Japan and France, and 
the place in Japan, I think is like Okinawa or something. Like where Mr. Miyagi was from. I think he was from Okinawa. Lovely. Um, and they, they claim that it's this fresh fish and rice diet. Like it's that wholesome diet. But it's not. Do you know what? The number one selling food stuff is in this place that has all these people that claim to be that old. No. Spam. <laughs> so it is and that's before for all you youngsters out there spam's actually a food stuff not just what you get in your email I mean food stuff's that's quite a strong quite, yeah. a, quite a strong description yeah. of spam a, a pink lump that comes yeah. out of a can absolutely I don't like spam mashed up whatever animal came by animals I reckon <laughs> yeah bits what, of whatever animals drifted into the into the grinder <laughs> Uh, yeah, The Greatest Showman, I think, is a very entertaining film. I do not understand why it got quite so big. I think you're right, it's just the music. It's just the music. You can like it or not, I think the, the music is undeniably well-produced and catchy. Yeah. And in deliberately so. And um, people have uh, people have been bamboozled by, by the soundtrack. Mm. Um, that's the end of that. <laughs> so, right, shall we move on to my next one? I'm going to get controversial now. Let's so see what happens. This now. is a film from Brace yourself, everybody. From, this is a film from one of my favourite directors, my very favourite directors. Ooh. He's fantastic and I love almost all of his work. And even this film, I, I enjoy it, I do. But I just don't get why it's so beloved. Mm. Go on. It's inception. <gasps> Oh my goodness! Yeah, you've gone after Christopher Nolan. I've, I'm not going after Christopher. Nolan. I love Christopher Nolan, and I and I like this film. I do. I just don't get why it's beloved. Mm. People sort of say, "Well, it's so complex." It's not really. It's pretty basic, to be honest. I think. I think what Christopher Nolan does. I mean, we've talked about it before. He loves messing with time, so he does a bit of that. He loves like being innovative in how to film things. So he did the the whole scene of uh, the rotating hotel corridor and things like that. Yeah, the kind of anti-gravity. Yeah, and it was sort of like the first one, certainly in the mainstream, where we saw that effect of like a city turning over on itself. I think we've seen it a lot in Doctor Strange since then. Mm, that kind of geometric yeah. folding of, yeah. uh, of landscapes, yeah. And so it's, it's a great film. Fishian. I think it rests a lot of its reputation on the fact it's that last scene where you don't know whether it's reality or not. And, yes. and everyone goes, oh my God, he's a genius. We don't know if it's reality or not. And it's like, well, no, that kind of doesn't make him a genius. That just means he went, Do you know, I'm just going to fuck with people. That's yeah, just, I'm just going to leave it. I'm going to leave it on a question Yeah. at the end. And it's like, well, I actually prefer a conclusion myself. But, mm, you know, it just doesn't do it. I know you're a big fan. I'm a big defend? fan. I'm not gonna. I don't know if I'm, I'm not gonna fight you on this. Um, I do really enjoy it. I do wonder if. Um, so Nolan was able to make Inception, which was like a passion project, mm. off of the success of Batman Begins. Yeah, he made. You know, that was a big movie. Made a lot of money. Um, Love it. Brought his name way up into the public consciousness. Oh, yeah. of, of you know, he was making incredible stuff before that, but people might not have known the man and the name. Yeah, Inception kind of rode on the Batman uh, success. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I, I mean, I, I, I really did. I enjoyed it at the cinema. I've watched it many times afterwards. I don't think there's too much more to get from it from 
repeat viewings. No. People, people say, oh, you've got to watch it again and again and again to work out all the clues. And I say, ah, no, I don't know if that's true. Um, I enjoy it as a great entertaining film. Well, you see, I think it's really good. So I, pre- I preferred, if we're talking about Christopher Nolan's work, I, I preferred Tenet to this. I loved Tenet. I thought oh, it was great. Oh, my good God. Yeah, no, I thought it was really good. It was it was Christopher Nolan's Bond film. It was this spy film. Mm. And it had him playing with time. And I just thought that the way they did that was so good. And, you know, they crashed an entire plane into a into a terminal or whatever it was. Yeah. That was terminal. wasn't really. The whole stuff about the them moving forward in time while the rest of the scene is moving backward in time. I thought that was amazingly well done. I did not find it confusing in the slightest. I know lots of people did. Yeah, a lot of people do not either don't enjoy that film or found it too hard to follow. Timey wimey. Yeah, didn't get the gist of uh, mm. the main point of it. I think Inception's really is an excellent film. I, I enjoy the performances. I think there are elements of it where it gets a little bit, not confusing, but it kind of... Mm, for a film I really like, it goes up its own bottom a little yeah. bit. You know what I mean? It's a little bit pretentious. Yeah, a little bit. It and, inserts um, itself into its own arsehole. <laughs> I do enjoy Um I enjoy that possible or perceived ambiguity at the end of... No, I, th- I think the point isn't meant to be at the end that it does that we don't know if you're in the the dream the world, dream or, the world, world. or the real world. I think it's meant to be that the uh, DiCaprio's character of Cobb doesn't care, doesn't care anymore, anymore yeah. because yeah. he's he's decided that he's going to be there for his children and he's going to um, put the loss of his wife behind him and not let that haunt him anymore. I think that's supposed to be the message at the end. What I like is what Michael Caine said. Which was, he said, any scenes that I'm in, I'm told that that's yeah, the real that's world. The real world, yeah. And I believe Kane's at the end yeah, as well. Yeah, um, When uh, DiCaprio's character comes mm-hmm. home. So, yeah, if you want, I wouldn't say it's definitive, just well, because what, of yeah. because of what an actor was told on on set. But um, uh, yeah, I like I like Michael Caine's um, rationale. Uh, rationale and his and his brush off of it. It's kind of like the, there is no question. If I'm there, <laughs> it's real. Yeah. If I'm in this scene. Then it's a real bloody scene. Um and I like that. Yes, good. Yeah. Um no, I really do enjoy it. I think it's I think it's worth uh when I say it's worth rewatching, I don't mean like to go back in and to, to dissect it and get any more out of it. I just think it's it's got some nice repeatability to it. Yeah. So I've seen it twice now. Mm. I saw it once a long time ago and then I saw it once for a rewatch fairly recently because because so many people kept telling me how good it was and I thought, well maybe I'll give it another go. Yeah, and then I did, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I didn't regret watching it again. It was I, fine." I think there's points of it, like we talk about its its pretension. Um, I think it is trying to be too clever for its own good, or or, or have layers of it that are, um, yeah, flexing its intellectualness in the mm-hmm. writing. Uh, for example, you know the thing about the character names and how they make a anagram. No, I don't know this. Please, so please I can't. Me. You've got. I think it's their first names. Okay. Um, so DiCaprio was Dominic Cobb or Dom Cobb. Okay. In it, but he's called. But they use their surnames quite yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, well. Cobb. Um, so yeah, you've got Dom, Robert, Ems, Arthur, Mal, and Siato. Siato, uh, and it spells dreams when you put those characters' names together. Yeah. Yeah, which is you know it's nice, but is it that just that little bit of extra light? Look how clever I'm being. I mean, in I the screenwriting. think Christopher Nolan does like to be clever. Yeah, 
but that's all right. He is clever. But it's not, it, it's but you have to go and find that for yourself. It's mm. not it's not like they put it out there in the film and, and go that. look how clever it is in the film. My dad would absolutely hate that. Why? Because he 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 basically do you find of, it pretentious? He gets annoyed at films that make him work. <laughs> he wants he wants them to work and him to sit down yeah, and enjoy. Yeah, I, I paid money for this. Exactly. Yeah. I don't work for you. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Final point on Inception from me maybe was Please. Elliot Page, then Ellen Page mm-hmm. during the filming and making of Inception. Um, I believe the character name that Ellen Page played yep. is is said maybe once. Oh, really? In the film, and um, I remember being slightly annoyed that I hadn't caught it. Okay. And uh, so, because, you know, the, the rest of the film goes on and her name isn't said out loud again. So I went back and when when that character is introduced to Michael Caine's character for the first time by DiCaprio, the name is Ariadne. Oh, um, Which like. I thought was very nice. Um, oh. And I liked it so much that I named my daughter Ariadne. Is that what her name? And that's what her name is. I, so do you it, know what? It's a little bit more than that because, like, in the because the, the the Paige's character in the film is all about designing maps, mazes. She's the architect, isn't she? The architect and working out these mazes, and that goes back to your Greek myth of um, the Minotaur, the, Minotaur. the maze. Uh, is it Perseus? And Ariadne is the um, she's the one who gives him the the thread, the red thread, to work oh. his way back through the maze. Um, so again, it's another, it's Nolan going back into the myth, mm. the mythos legends to, again, to be quite a clever dick. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, yeah, but at the end of the day, yeah. uh, the film is still bullshit. Let's go. <laughs> so you, that's, that's <laughs> the end of that, everyone. Did you like that film, everyone? Well, you're wrong. Weirdly, I was going to make a joke. Weirdly I was going to make a joke earlier, but I didn't get it in there. Oh. Which is when you said you named your daughter Ariadne. I was like, is that what her name is? <laughs> you know, you said it. You said it a lot when she was young, but I just couldn't quite catch it. So I've just, I've just called her Hey You <laughs> since then. So my number four, number four, um, relatively modern film. Oh, going back, going back only a handful of years, um, is the film Us. Oh, I've not seen Us from Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. I like Jordan Peele's comedy I like work. Jordan I really Peele. liked Get Out. And really liked Get Out. That and that great. that brings us straight into why I came away from this film a little cold. And it's not because the film is inherently bad or has overly bad qualities that I didn't enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's that Get Out for me was an excellent, excellent film. Fantastically paced, great commentary. So good. Um, and then Us... I was expecting again this there's social commentary in us absolutely but mm-hmm. it, maybe it's lost on me a little bit maybe it's lost on me as an Englishman maybe it's more of an American film maybe. on some of the elements that it that it goes through uh, this kind of hands across America thing that, that this trope that comes up but yeah on me I just came away I suppose my expectations were up I believed in Jordan Peele I believed in this this new director who wanted to tell these stories who uh, was very passionate about filmmaking and would say things like, I'm going to concentrate on telling stories with black characters for black audiences. So Peel made these quite bold claims about 
he didn't want to work with uh, non-black actors. Um, he wanted the stories to be about black characters. I don't know about crew, but he, 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 he's been on the record a few times to say that that's what he's interested in. And he's not interested in having, I think, maybe like main characters. Um, it's because like he does wouldn't have just an exclusively black cast, but I think like the main characters of his stories are a, well, a, about black experience. Get Out clearly had quite a, a mixed cast of characters. Uh, I suppose I put a lot of stock into into Peele as this new kind of amazing director, to be honest. And there was just elements of us. I, I think particularly as the film went on, it's, it starts very strong, and as it went on, I just I don't know my my enthusiasm for the film and its director waned really? as, as I watched it. Even, yeah. and, you know, and it's got it's got twists and turns, and there's a twist at the end that I saw coming a mile away. Okay. but it was so, um, without giving go on. The, with, well without giving the, the twist away because yeah. I, I would like to see it. It's, it's, you... I, I'm not saying it's a it's not a bad film by any stretch. It's got fantastic elements to it and great acting, yeah. great soundtrack. It's a very enjoyable film. It just again, it's it's a bit like with you feeling you were sick when you watched Clockwork Orange. I went into the cinema going, "This is going to be amazing," and yeah, I just came away a little bit, a little bit disappointed. Mm. And then I worried about what Nope was going to be like. And I loved that. I thought that was great. Nope was fantastic. It got a bit weird at the end, um, but Nope was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Like, sit. What a good dog. Um, I don't know if you heard that, but Dan just told me to sit, and I did. Did it professionally and amicably. So, yeah, like I say, the the acting throughout the main family Mm. cast are absolutely excellent. All of the actors play these these dual roles, the the good version of themselves and this kind of underground, clone, angry, bad version of themselves. In particular, the lead actress, Lapita Nyong'o. Yes. That's how I'm going mean, to pronounce her that's, name. That's I apologise like to her, friend of the podcast. And um, <laughs> she's she plays this evil version of herself with this amazing voice that she affects. And it's, they're great. I say they're, these two characters played by the same actress bouncing off of each other, they're fantastic. Um, But just as the film goes on, it gets kind of stranger or maybe the, the, the main theme of it feels like it's kind of slipping away from you a little bit. And I just came away thinking, I wanted that to be better. So I don't, I don't know if that's a, a bad review of something. I wanted just a little bit more on it, a little bit. Of the the sprinkles on top of it weren't there for me. Mm. You know. Yeah. No. I, well, I, I can relate to that with other films, but I've I've not seen. It. I do want to see it. Lupita Nyong'o. She she was in Black Panther, was she? Yeah, she is in Black Panther, but she is a, absolutely she rules leads. us. You know, okay. she leads and and she leads the the film, the the family. Um, that's in it. Um, okay. Yeah, she's fantastic. And like I say, like the the, the soundtrack, the uh, the the different arrangements of uh, "I've Got Five on it are are absolutely fantastic. Oh, I, I've got five I, on it. I love, I love it. I, I I really do. But okay. where I would go back and watch? Oh, it's got, Get uh, Out. Us has also got Winston Duke in it, who plays. Yeah. Uh, also. Mbako. Black, yeah. Of Black Panther fame. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. 
Um, so it's got Black Panther alum. But where I would go back and watch Get Out, and where I would go back and watch Nope, I don't know if I need to see Us again. Mm. Really. I, I, I think there probably are little kind of uh, hints and Easter eggs that lead you to that that twist, that, that moment at the end. But um, yeah, I... I don't know if it's going to go down as a shining star in his filmography over the next few decades, mm. you know? I'll watch it, and I'll see. It's worth it. But yeah, it's worth it, but it's on your list of people people rave about it, and you're not so sure. Uh, p- people tell me that it's, yeah, that it's okay. almost perfect, and I, I disagree, I'm afraid. I think the problem with what we're doing now is that I, I like mostly... Everything. I kind of struggle with... Well, so far on my list, I've had A Clockwork Orange. Don't like it. Inception, I do like. I do like Inception, yeah. I just don't get why people think it's the best film ever. Shall we move on to uh, my number three? I think I think I need you to do it. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to. Oh. Now, now that you want me to. Well, I suppose... Should we just... Do you want to stop recording? Should yeah, let's, go. Turn let's this? go. All right, everyone, I'm really sorry. Um, yeah. uh, Gareth will not be peer pressured nope. into uh, revealing... I will not be owned by you. No. Uh, so uh, we'll we'll see you next time. Unless, of course, Gareth doesn't want to do it anymore. You're not the boss of me. Okay. My number three is a controversial one. It's really right. controversial because I know a lot of people love this film. It is known as The Big Lebowski. Oh, you don't like The Big Lebowski. I don't like The Big Lebowski. I, I enjoyed it uh, to a degree. You don't I, like it, and that's all the people that do like it. You're against them. I, I feel like they're, they're not my friends. Uh, they're not your people. I, they're not my people. I don't want to know any of them. If you like The Big Lebowski, you just stay the fuck away. <laughs> um, no, I, no, do you know what? I, I've, I've watched it recently, uh, like last night, except for I haven't quite finished it yet. I'm about three quarters of the way through. Yeah. Uh, so I... I because I hadn't seen it in like 15, 20 years. I don't know how old this film is. But you have beef with it. What's your, my beef is what's that, your core beef? My beef is that it, it's the film is fine. The premise is fine. It's, it's full of a cast of amazing actors and actresses who give outstanding performances. But it just doesn't work for me. It's just it's sort of like slow and pondering. It's a bit like the dude himself is just like it's, it's just... The narrative structure just doesn't really do it for me. I just don't get. I don't get why everybody loves it. Yeah. Why do they love it, Dan? Why do you love it? I I think it's um it's a very it's become a very quotable film. I think it's got great yep. uh, comedic moments. It's got these great set pieces like the um the dream sequence when he gets knocked out. But that was that was another thing that I didn't really I didn't get it. It's just like, like why it was it's there. got there's a couple of dream sequences in there. There's the one where he gets knocked out, there's another one before that. One where he's flying. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, one where he's flying, he grabs yeah. a bowling ball and he falls to the earth. It's yeah, okay. I just uh, doesn't yeah. You don't get what the the style or no. the style needs. No, and and I think I think I struggle to get behind Jeff Bridges as the dude as Oh, as, now, now you yeah, now well, you're starting to tread on. I mean, this may have been tread recently, on toes here. This may have been recently ruined for me by, you know, Thor in Endgame. Oh god, the dude Thor. That was so annoying. Oh, oh that's affected your enjoyment of The Big Lebowski, Lebowski. retroactively, yes, absolutely. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, we, let's go through the cast of characters. Like refer- references of the film have affected the film well not really no it just uh, the dude is fine mm. he's okay 
but he's just kind of like haphazardly going through the narrative and he's got these absolute he's got an absolute shiftless idiot friend in yeah. John Goodman yeah. who just he keeps getting steered incredibly wrong by uh, and it's just like what why would you okay. He's not a particularly strong protagonist is he because like he he he's he's, he's, he seems he seems strong-willed at times, but yeah, he is led by nearly everyone else. Yeah, he just lets the story happen to him, which I suppose that, that there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. That's the character that they wanted to make, and that's the film that they wanted to make. And I can kind of appreciate the film, I just don't get why everybody loves it. Yeah. And I don't think quotable is enough of a reason. No. So you, no, just, you can you just mean. back the fuck down there. Whoa. Yeah. I will fight you. Quotable. What are we fighting about? I don't know. I love you, Dan. Okay. Yeah, so it's got it's got Jeff Bridges, John Goodman, Julianne Moore, Steve Buscemi, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Love the Hoffman. Love the Hoffman. Peter Stormare. It's, it's got David Thewlis in there. Uh, John Turturro. Yeah. Turturro, sorry. Uh, Who's going to put a gun up your ass and pull the trigger until it goes click? Kick. You flash a piece out on the lanes. I'll dig it away from you and stick it up your ass and pull the fucking trigger till it goes click. Quite yeah. quotable, that film. Yeah, it's not not a good enough reason. I don't know. I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me. I mean, I I get that lots of people love this film, and I respect their opinions. I do, but still, meh. I suppose they enjoy the characters. They enjoy the 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 directors. Mm. Um, maybe uh, I don't. I mean, I don't agree with what I'm about to say now. But maybe it's kind of like it's riding the success of their other of their other projects. Maybe Fargo, etc. Maybe that one didn't do it for me either. Didn't do that. Oh no. No, yeah, maybe I'm just not good. a big Cohen. Yeah, person. should we? And that's okay, yeah. Gareth. That's okay. Yeah, you can you can do whatever you want in Thanks, your life. Dan. Thanks, Dan. I won't judge you. You will. You but judge our audience me all the time. might. You send me letters as to what I've done wrong. Yeah, I go snail mail. Yeah, you actually I put do. effort into you it. You do, and second class stamps as well. Not even first class. In this economy, you're not getting first class stamps from me. Cheap. Um, so, should we move on to your number three? That Let's was my do number it. three. Okay, so uh, I don't know if it's going to be as controversial as what you were just talking about, but okay. um, uh, yeah, uh, Dune, the remake and and re uh, release of Dune. Was it twenty one? Twenty twenty one was it? The actual bajingus. Bombs. Am I talking about? Yes. Um, yeah. Was it uh, Denis Villeneuve? Denis Villeneuve. Dune. Denis Villeneuve. That film is is beautiful. It it looks incredible throughout it's fantastic i think it's got fantastic um special effects oh it's um i love all the glorious all the um the transport design like the dragonfly helicopters that they've got you know we were Um, talking about chris nolan earlier yeah you know that the reason that uh that hans zimmer did not score tenet was because uh he was offered the opportunity to do dune Dune, Dune. and he was a huge fan of the frank herbert book the source material. The source material. So that's, his dark yeah. source material. So he, so uh, Zimmer scored jumped on Dune. Dune. Yeah, yeah. We talked about Dune before, haven't we? Have we? Yeah, we talked about the fact the that it's a fucking say? part one. Oh God, yeah, yeah. That was that we was were in the cinema, and it said Dune, and I looked down to my right, and I was like, oh, the title cards come up, Dune. I look down to my right to adjust my drink, and I hear you gasp audibly or <laughs> make some sort of. Uh, what? Yeah, make some sort of disgruntled uh, squeak. Yeah, I wasn't happy about that. No, and I and I looked back up, and the title had gone. And I was like, Dan, Dan, my compatriot, my friend, Dan, my longtime buddy, Dan. 
And I said, what? we've been tricked. So, and you we've said, been you, tricked. Yeah. We've you been said, duped. You said that the veil has duped been pulled by over Dune. our eyes. Yeah. And, uh, so it was, yeah, because it's a, a part one of and two. And it's a part one, which and was nowhere on, on the not, material. Did not know that was coming. Nowhere on the trailers, nowhere on the promotional material anywhere. It was just called June. It wasn't called June part fucking one. But anyway, I yeah. love this film. Um I don't know. I don't. Again, I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. I might watch oh, no. it again in preparation for part two, of which, sadly, I don't know if I care. It just felt like a lot happens in that film, and yet it about? felt like nothing happened. This was a beautiful film. It was so good. I just struggled. It I, was so good. Did I struggle to follow it? I don't. I don't think so. I just felt like it was going on and on and on. What and the... I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Gareth. I'm oh, sorry. Man. I'm sorry. You you feel so impassioned uh, by this by this film. But um, uh, I mean, going back to the the original version as well. I don't know if I. It's, that's got sting in it. Yeah, and his metal pants. Yeah. Um, and his very ginger hair. Oh yeah. Um, which really offset the pants. Yeah. So you know, fashion. Absolutely. Um, but um, yeah, I don't. I don't remember loving that at the time. Uh, no, Either. I mean it was it was it was sort of around 1980, I think, yeah. and it was a very difficult film, a very ambitious, yeah, a very ambitious book to adapt into yeah. a film. Yeah, and I think that they did the whole book, uh, whereas Denny Villeneuve has, as we've already cut in half like a cheater, cut in half like a twat. Yeah, no, I, I I thought this was great. I thought it had some absolutely fantastic performances in it. I thought that the, the what did it, you think of Timothy Chalamet? T- I, I mean, the I most beautiful boy in the world. I don't understand why he's some sort of phenomenon. At the no, moment, same. But he was fine. Yeah, he was great. Uh, Oscar Isaac was. I don't great. know if "great" was the right word. I like Oscar Isaac in almost Os- everything. Oscar Isaac, a friend of mine, really hates Oscar Isaac. <laughs> I don't know why, uh, but yeah, I think he's great. He's really good in in everything. He's in- he he is good in that, and um, maybe my reasoning for not liking it is not just the fact that uh, the movie industry is trying to get double bubble from me and that they want me to go and watch uh, this this, se- fair, this sequel later on so what are you suggesting you're saying that instead of making like one two and a half hour film as a part one they should have made one five hour film and have the whole thing there for you no i think you I just wanted have... to pay your, your 10 or 15 pounds for, to go and see it in one hit I just I think I should be subsidised when the second film comes around. Um, I, I'll, I, I'll pay for you. I think that that's nice. Um, I think <laughs> that the the film that the first half of the story isn't enough to make that film stand up on its own as well as it should, and think... to get the admiration and the again it's beautiful. The cinematography mm. is lovely. I find I find the acting fine. I wasn't I wasn't enthralled by anybody they do an awful lot of world building in part one and i think that, and i like, think that might be yeah, it it detracts a little bit from the story but you know they are introducing an awful lot of concepts yes. because it is it's it's one of the it's it's so dune and uh i think it's isaac asimov's foundation were sort of both uh book series that were set tens of thousands of mm. years in humanity's future so it's not like star wars where it's an alternate you know, reality or yeah. whatever in a galaxy far, far away, not actually humans, they just look human. This is humanity's future. So you've got to build up what's happened or how this world works. And I think they do that very well. They introduce like the different factions of people. They introduce yeah. like, you know, the, the the technology, the personal shield. And I think he does a really good job of explaining to you how all these things work visually and in the in the landscape without it make, without making it feel like you're being 
instructed without making it feel like this is a lesson we're going to tell you everything i think he that's how that's how i came away from it jesus I, christ I, man would you stop disagreeing with every fucking thing i'm saying i do everything i, I felt like all of that well building was kind of it's like um it feels like that this first part of these two films is like the first act of most films and it's the stuff that you've got to get over to get into the meat of the story and the film that's how i felt watching it that I i'm watching a lot of setup and like you say world building and gi- giving me the, the my way into the story and then not and then not having any payoff because i've got to wait years you, and years and years for the sequel can i ask you in greatest showman we talked about uh, yeah Re- com- Rebecca uh, i don't think many people have compared these two films but carry on well i'm just i'm just wondering if you've got something against rebecca ferguson She's in this one too. What's up with you, man? Why are you, are you like a misogynist? What's going on? Um, no, didn't you say that and, she did and, a lot of miming? And Zendaya. What's up with you? Didn't you say there was a lot of miming in, in Greater Showman? Why do you hate women, Dan? I don't hate women. I hate liars. I hate... Um, uh, Zendaya didn't do p- any miming, but yet you've picked the two films that she's in. What's up with you've you? gone down a weird path and yeah. you're trying to get me in trouble. <laughs> you probably succeed. Yay. I'm in trouble all the time anyway, so well, it's like anyway, water off a duck's back. I, I think we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. I, I love this film. I think it's fantastic. I'm very interested to see film. what happens, in my opinion, when the second film is mm-hmm. out and available, and uh, and I've seen them hey. in this massive five or six hour block that I'm going to make you sit through. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's, uh, I've never done this with a film, but I'm, I will be more than happy to do a, you know, like when they when it comes out, they do like a back-to-back. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that, because then, when it comes up with part one on the screen, you won't be audibly sick the I won't way feel, you were. I won't feel tricked. Yeah. Well, speaking of part one, that's it. That's the end of the first three entries of each of our lists of the cinematic phenomena of films that suck that most people love. I kid, of course. We will be back next time with our top twos, and they are extremely controversial, so you don't want to miss that. We will also chip in some honourable mentions. If you did enjoy the show, please like, share and subscribe. Dan's not here while I'm recording this, so on his behalf, no, be yourself, do what you want. But anyway, most importantly, please tell all of your friends to listen to us, because we we live off of people's positive energy. And if you didn't enjoy the show, well, there's no reason to tell anyone, is there? Is there? If you have any questions or comments, you can send them directly to us at our newly created email address, matesratepod at gmail.com. So until the next time we mosey down your ear canals, please take care of yourselves and we will catch you soon. We will catch you. Bye. What the fuck's Dan talking about? Danny Vionna. Meow.